welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Many of you know that I went to Podcast Movement this year, the largest podcasting convention in North America. There's like 3,000 podcasters there. And out of all 3,000, I'm walking to a party with our guests today. Sienna Stewart and I, she had a shirt on. So I remember it's very explicit. You had this shirt on and it said something that really got my attention. And it just kind of snowballed into this intensely beautiful conversation. And when we were kind of parting ways to go to this party, I said, you need to talk to my audience. So here's the deal, everybody. Dying Kindness is the name of her company. She's got a podcast. And what she does is so incredibly applicable to everybody who's listening to this. I can't wait for her to share her knowledge. And that's all I'm going to do is my precursor. So first off, Sienna, welcome to the show. Why, thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. All right. What do you do? Uh, you know, <laughs> as we're walking, you're sharing this with me and I, I, I love, I wish I would have been taking notes, but uh, in your own words, so that I don't mess anything up, tell our audience what you actually do. Absolutely. Thank you again for inviting me here because I'm super excited. I, I agree with you that this is something to talk with your audience about. I'm Sienna Stewart and I'm going to die someday. And spoiler alert, so are you everybody who's listening and you too, Matt. And Dying Kindness is the podcast for people who are going to die someday. That's the stated subtitle of it. The idea is to encourage and inspire and give people information in order to be able to make key decisions now to be kinder to the people that they'll leave behind. Because so many people, the vast majority of people do not plan ahead adequately. And it's even a simple majority of Americans die without even having a will. As your financial advisors know, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible, terrible situation. And I want to help people to start with a will. I feel like that is really the beginning place. And then to think much farther than that and to say, how can I be kinder to the people I'll leave behind? And to take the pressure off of me thinking about my own mortality and more about the impact that your mortality has on the people that you love. A will is a fantastic place to start. And I've had estate planning attorneys and uh, a company called Trust and Will, and we were talking about probate and just how messy and yucky it can get. Uh, and on top of that, there's the lack of control. So so we'll just kind of put a pin in the will thing, right? Yes, that's, that's where uh, we need to go. But I want to explore the rest of that scene. I mean, Nobody wants to talk about this, it seems, but it's the inevitable reality of our existence on this planet. Where do we even begin? Well, the fact that nobody wants to talk about it, I refer to that as outsourcing your discomfort. And it is just, yeah, I'm going to get direct about it. You are not doing a kind thing for the people that you say that you love. 
and I'm going to call you out on saying that you love them without doing loving actions. If you're leaving them with high probate bills, with an impossible uh, password to figure out on all of your financial accounts, if you don't even tell them who they're supposed to call in order to get support, if you bail out on like volunteer organizations that you're critical for, but you didn't tell anybody else about, you know, there's like a lot of things. If you've ever been through the process of taking care of somebody as they're dying, you know that there's a lot of things that go into that. And we can get into that part of the conversation because that's certainly a big part of what I do and talk about and what I've personally experienced as somebody who has been a caregiver for people who have been dying. And also after they die, like the, the, the beautiful, perfect situation is that you are allowed to just simply grieve when somebody dies because you love them and you want to just grieve. What many of us are left with instead is grief that is affected by being frustrated or angry or feeling financially freaked out or very confused by the legalities or something that drags on your grief for far longer than it might have lasted otherwise for potentially years, you know, especially with probate situations. I live in California and a short and efficient probate process here lasts about a year. And it costs on average north of $10,000. And everybody who has over like $150,000 in net worth assets is subject to probate unless you make some key decisions. And so that's pretty much anybody who owns anything, you know, uh, any kind of real estate here. But the but the probate limits, you know, at diff in different states are different, different countries are different, but it's still something, even if you kind of plan ahead, but then you forget or you don't update or, you know, you get remarried or a new child is born or like whatever, you need to keep going back in and revisiting that because otherwise it just gets messy. And also I talk a lot about advanced directives because everybody over the age of 18 needs to have that. And I'm sad to report that I have known many, many people who have died well before they turned 60, maybe several, many people who've actually died before they turned 30. So it's not something for us to wait until we get older to start to think about. Wow. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, a lot of financial services professionals have set meetings and in one of them, almost always every year is a beneficiary review. And so I just want you to know that really good financial planners, they, they build and Yeah. Isn't that, that's really good news. Right. But, but again, that's one piece of a very, very large puzzle. Where do, where do they begin? So how you've done this a bunch, not only do you have a show about this, but this is something that you've done personally and you help other people professionally do, um, where do they begin? Again, we're putting a pin in the will thing, and maybe that's where you and I start, but I'd like to unravel that just a little bit so that uh, our goal with this show is so that you know financial services professionals have an actionable thing or things uh, during the show so that they can do it, right? They, they, they get done listening, you know, they like, subscribe, and share, and then they're like, okay, I'm going to do what Sienna said. So where should they begin? I'll tell you one thing that they can do without even having to wait until the show is over. You can go onto your phone and make sure that you have an emergency contact listed there so that if you have an accident today, 
the emergency services knows who to call without having to unlock your phone. So when you go into your settings menu under emergency or health or something like that, there is a place to enter it. And that is a number that the emergency services people can get to without you needing to be conscious, which is fantastic. So do that right now, put this on pause, you know, go do that. And then you'll feel like, all right, I did one thing. Now, the next thing that I talk about, so I, I have this thing called the death binder, which is the collection of documents that I feel and decisions, records of decisions that you've made um, collected into one place. And I've divided that death binder into three different sections. And the first part is just the absolutely essential section. So let me just start with a little bit of that. So when we say, okay, your emergency contact, that's only one person. The first thing in my, in my absolutely essentials list is a contact list. Because probably if you were to imagine yourself getting into an accident, which I'm sorry, sometimes it just does happen. Who do you imagine or would want to be waiting for you in the emergency room, waiting for that doctor's decision? You know, it's, it's a major trope of all like media and TV, but it's also true. We have people that should be alerted. So does your emergency contact know who they should call? to alert for the emergency room. Next is if you're out of commission for a few hours or even a day, are there people who depend on you for something that are gonna need to know? And so your dependence list should be on there. So that could be everything from your dog that needs to be taken out, your child that needs to be picked up from carpool, you, the elder neighbor that you normally bring the newspaper and dinner over to, the, you know, whoever it is that you actually like take care of every day, that should, you should make a list of that, you know? And sometimes we get into accidents, we get out of commission for a little bit and then we actually recover. So that's great. Sometimes that recovery takes a long time. So you want to make a list of like, who can you call on if the, if that recovery takes a long time, you know, who could schedule in dropping off food or, you know, mowing your lawn or whatever, you know, so this is where I start to get into this conversation about like thinking about this as you reflect on your life, who you're connected with, and it goes well beyond just a will. Like, first off, a will starts when you're already dead. So... <laughs> Yeah, right? By definition. A lot of things can happen before you actually die. And so that's the part that's absolutely essential is taking a look at the things that if you can't answer for yourself, somebody else is going to need to know. So that's the contact list. And then after that, there's advanced directives. And then, you know, there's all kinds of powers of attorney and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of other things like that that your, your audience may be more familiar with. But I kind of want to get want to get into like this one you can just do yourself and you can make it a Google Doc and you can send that link to your emergency contact and then you know, boom, you're you're golden if anybody it you know you got into a car accident. There's step number one, and you said that there are kind of iterative, more uh, deeper uh, aspects of of the binder uh, without you know giving away the farm here. What what are some of the other things that are in this binder? I do give away the farm, by the way. So I have a template for the death binder that I give away for free because my mission is to actually help as many people to make these decisions as possible and to, to try to encourage people and say like, here you go. So I'm happy to go through anything. So the absolutely essential list is your contact list, your advanced directives, 
your powers of attorney for finances and for healthcare, any insurance information that somebody would else need to know, like even policy numbers or who you have insurance with, what kinds of insurance you have, who are your dependents. And then if you do die, then what is your final disposition desire, which is basically what do you want done with your body? The language of final disposition means what do you want done with your body? And I also, depending on what it is that you want, it's helpful to tell people a couple of different reasons why you want that, because that's something that we don't really get into. Some people will say like, I know that I want to donate my body to science. And so I'm just, you know, I, I did that. I applied for the body donation group, you know, and I'm all done. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. And a very small percentage of people die in a way that actually makes that desire possible. So if you were crushed in a car accident, if you died overseas, if you, you know, if you're like a lot of different things happen so that your body is no longer useful for the thing that you wanted in terms of donation or organ, full body donation or organ donation, you should probably give your people a choice number. Also, if you, if you have more environmental concerns, and so that's something that you want to like highlight or raise or have discussed in, in the way that you have your body handled, like talk about that. Cause then if what you desire isn't available for whatever reason, then your people can make a decision based that's on in line with your wishes because they know what your wishes are and your, your reasoning. And then the last on the list of absolutely essential is your will or your trust. And I know that that's where most people start, but I consciously put it as the end because it's also like after the body's handled, then you get to the will and trust just in like in sequence of time. Then, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, keep going, keep going. No, okay. no, no, keep going. So then, so then there's the things that I consider very important, but if your time is short and you don't get to this part, it'll be okay, but it will be so much better if you do this. So actually collecting the information that needs to go onto the death certificate into one place would be great. Like if you were, if you're a veteran, what was your service record number and your discharge papers? What what where's your birth certificate that kind of stuff also should go on to you know collect that information just as helpful for other people what kind of funeral or memorial do you want do you want one who should be there like should it feel like a formal religious affair should it feel like a big drunken irish wake should it be as as a party that i know of somebody here in san francisco it was a clown party. He was a clown. And when he died, he wrote out a very specific direction, which was a great help to his partner. Here's the playlist. Here's the invite list. Here's the costumes. I've preset your in your invitation style. Here's the language. Yeah, and he did all of that. Okay, that's terrifying, by the way. But we'll, yeah. we'll just we'll keep moving on. But this is somebody who 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 was a very like he was a community organizing person, and considered his memorial to be a continuation of that to bring all of his friends together, so that they could you know reconnect a year after he died. And it was like it was a it was an amazing thing. So like that kind of that's a very extreme version, but you know some people want to take a big hike to somewhere. Some people want to have like 
memorials in different locations. Like if you if you immigrated to this country, like do you want to have something in your original country as well as here? You know, so there's a there's a lot of stuff to go into that. Also just a list of your financial accounts and your account numbers. How helpful would that be? <laughs> She says, having had to dig through many, many, many boxes that were shoved into the closet at my father's place in and among like old receipts and recipes. It was like this expired statement and the whatever. It was all a mess. And then any other biographical records that would also be helpful. And so those are all very important. And then just plain old helpful. Pre-write your obituary. Talk about the things that you found the most important that you contributed to this world or that you were most excited about having done or, you know, any peak experiences, stuff that you would want people to talk about. Like, that's a nice thing. So writing your obituary is kind of an interesting and fun, I dare to say it, exercise because it becomes a review of your life. And bonus, if you feel like you don't have enough interesting things to write about, you're still alive. So you could go do them. Like if you say, I wish I could write this into my obituary, cool, then go do that. Writing down what all property you have, where they are here and overseas, you know, who, who else helps you maintain your household, what memberships or communities are you part of, what's your online life like and all the different places you are online. And then there's like a bunch of other random things, depending on who. So if like, if you're a gun owner, if you own stuff overseas, if you have, you know, other particular messages you want to send, like that kind of stuff is just like, that's a super bonus. And a lot of people aren't going to get there. But, you know, I, I thought I'd write it all out into this one big place anyway. That was a lot of talking. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So, so when my when my my stepfather passed away, uh, the level of detail. First off, he wrote his own obituary, and then what he wanted the church service to look like really relieved a lot of pressure from my sister and myself because where do you, you know we don't know where to begin on that sort of stuff. And and I like those. Um, it would be nice. And, and now people hear you go through that process. And I'm sure that our listeners are thinking, yeah, you know what, that would be really, that would be really great. Because as you know, financial services professionals are actually one of the top five most trusted people in most people's lives. And in these situations, they're one of the top three family, spiritual finance, right? Are the, They're the people who deal with a lot of the more difficult things and having this stuff organized in one place is absolutely fantastic. I also think, and now because of technology today that I'm really hoping more people pay closer attention to this is shoot a video, record your voice, have some interview you kind of like that whole story core thing uh, that, you know, the national archives have, have done. Uh, but how awesome would that be uh, for you to be able to pass on some of that wisdom. If you don't, if writing isn't your medium, then, then shoot video, do a podcast, make sure that the links to that or a hard copy of that is in, in this binder specifically, you know, as, as a person, I just turned 50 this year, <clears throat> which, you know, for some people is like this re really wildly traumatic thing. And for me, I was just like, yeah, I made it to 50. Um, but, uh, you know, as, as my body uh, starts feeling like I'm aging, you know, these are things that, that we really think about. Now, how can a financial services professional uh, bring this to their clients and have maybe uh, a little bit more confidence in having this dialogue? One of the things I learned talking to a bunch of different estate planners is that the financial services professionals are the ones who are finally able to get people to write their will. 
and also to get people into these conversations, which I think is fantastic. And so this is, as you say, they're, you know, insanely trusted. And because of that, they can extend an extra caregiving to their clients by saying like, hey, let's talk about how to save your beneficiaries money. So don't you want your money to go to them instead of to lawyers or the probate court or whatever? Let's make sure that we get all of this done properly. So because if you just leave the money in the will, like, or you even if you go so far as to set up and properly fund your trust, like, you know, one of the things that you could do, I wish that the lawyer that my father had worked with was to just hound him to actually properly fund it because that had not been done. And I know that many people die with their trusts improperly funded and with key assets outside. So that's actually a huge thing that your people could do um, is don't let that, don't let that person just like start the process and not fit, not finish it with their lawyers um, and point out to them how much it'll cost their people. One one of the things that I recently interviewed an estate planning well not recently in in the course of the show I interviewed an estate planning attorney and he jokingly pointed down and he said I have a drawer full of signed trusts that haven't been funded and in fact and in you know I I told you about this before the show I mean the idea of the show is to help financial advisors separate themselves from the advisor down the street and stopping the best kept secret and here's the thing it also was supposed to hopefully help you market more successfully and be more successful and make more money here's the funny thing everybody funding a trust could be wildly profitable for you as an advisor, uh, right? And then there's all sorts of insurance products, cruts, crats, all of those things that you can go ahead and you donor advise with all of these magnificent things that you can use, but you have to begin the conversation. And Sienna, here's the funny thing. The reason why financial advisors are perfectly teed up to this is because when they're doing their financial plan, there's this big line and it says first death. So it's right there in their plan that we're going to talk about one of you two is probably going to be you, dude. One of you two is going to die. And here's what happens. We have to talk about that. Um, now, not everybody is comfortable in that situation. Not everybody likes that conversation, but it is very necessary in the course of you helping people with their financial life. So with that, <clears throat> so uh, I want uh, a link to the death binder. Uh, whatever you can do to provide, and we're going to make sure those are in the show notes. Um, but come on, uh, you are uniquely qualified to do this. You've done it a bunch. Um, if our audience wants to utilize services with you, what services do you offer? Uh, and how can our people reach out and find out more? So everything is available through dyingkindness.com and the Deathbinder template I send out to, to people for free, the link to it once they sign up for the newsletter. And I'd love for your people to be on the newsletter anyway, because I sell, share all different kinds of tips throughout. Um, I do offer, you know, consulting, just like hourly sit down with me. I'll handhold you going through your death binder. Um, I have workshops that um, I have and uh, we could do something with, you know, the, your folks and create some specials, you know, financial advisor oriented types of things. I think that your folks, you know, I'm going to challenge them. Have you done your own death binder? And the very first thing that you should do is download it 
and do the process yourself. So then you can also talk about it one-on-one with your people and you can be more empathetic about the parts that are hard because it is hard. You know, when I, I, I may be uniquely qualified to do this just because I talk about this all the time and I've been through this most of my life, but um, I still found it hard to go through the advanced directives and it took me forever to decide what kind of thing I want for the body disposition. And I keep changing my mind. So, you know, like I keep rewriting that, you know, but my, my brother, who's my executor also knows like, well, these are the, these are the sort of tenets that are consistent, even if the implementation is different, you know, from one thing to another. So, so that kind of conversation is really great. And to know, to be able to share when I had this conversation with my person, this is what I experienced, you know, is a, is a much more sort of empathetic place to be. You know, the other thing that I was thinking about when you were saying that not everybody is comfortable having these conversations for one, practice all the time. Um, number two, maybe it's also you don't have to become the person who always has these conversations, but you can partner with another advisor who is comfortable and you know create some kind of referral stream that way so that the two of you can collaborate, you know, or maybe some people are specialized in being able to have this kind of conversation with people of a particular religion or of a part in a particular region. It's very different to talk about this with a veteran than it is to talk about it with like a Northern California hippie. Like those are very, you know, I'm not saying that actually there's plenty of Northern California hippies who are veterans. Um, <laughs> it's not a mutually exclusive kind of uh, Venn diagram, yeah. but, um, but in general, like in terms of what is the, what are people's, top identifying, you know, qualities, like the funeral director who could handle that clown party is very, very different. You know, that's a, that's a particular kind of person. And if you're that kind of person who's willing to have your conversations with your people be specialized around some special interest, you know, I think that you should talk about that loudly and proudly because that will, that will distinguish you in a big way. And I know you know, one estate lawyer that I work with, um, or that I've that I've talked with quite a bit. Um, one of her distinguishing features is that she's a serious nerd who is, we used to work with the Electronic Frontier Foundation, and so there's a certain kind of person in the Bay Area who says, "Oh, you're that kind of a lawyer? Then I want to work with you." And there's a, probably another group of people that's like, "Oh, you're that kind of a lawyer? Uh, pass, please." So, you know, again, be, be really upfront about all of that. So yes, they, they can work with me directly. You can take workshops, you can just follow and please subscribe to the podcast because, you know, and, and give me, I would, you know, what I would also love is if your folks would send me common questions that they get that they want to have covered in the podcast or in an episode, I'm going to be doing you know, some special deep dives coming up. So um, yeah, I'd love to know what what they hear as common questions or their own questions. And they hear a lot, right? I mean, Santa, that's that's the thing. And and I think I, I shared this with you when we were walking to the to the get together that, you know, when I when I speak, one of the 
questions that I used to ask was, um, you know, how many of you have had clients uh, crying in your office while you're in a meeting and everybody raises their hand? And then the next question I ask is how many of you are comfortable with it, right? And the reason why I bring that up to kind of to close here is this isn't necessarily something that you have to do from soup to nuts, right? That you can bring in people like Sienna, find somebody in your or your local area that you can partner with, you know, one of the most unused resources I believe in your community are funeral directors. This is what they do. They know how to have the conversations and they are could be potentially amazing partners because that is what they have been called generally to do. Uh, and they can be absolutely fantastic doing workshops with them. Yeah. And they can also advise on pre-need purchases. You know, if people want to buy stuff in advance, especially if, you know, they have some money, but they know that their family doesn't spend it well. So, you know, they want to pre-purchase certain things or buy burial insurance or whatever, like get familiar with all of those pre-need um, purchasing tools and, and options out there. All right. Dyingkindness.com is where everybody wants to go. Please make sure that you subscribe to Sienna's podcast. We're going to have links to all of these things. Please sign up for the newsletter so you can download the death binder. Uh, I'm going to do that the minute that we get off. And I'm also going to double check because I think I did that thing on my phone already uh, because I know I put ice in my uh, thing, but I think Apple's new uh, system, I have an iPhone, uh, that you actually can do that in a different way. So I'm going to double check that. So thank you. Thank you for that. Is there anything else I should have asked you? Well, you know, you teased up something at the very beginning of this that, you know, you did not actually follow through on with your listeners, which is you told them that I was wearing a, t a particular T-shirt that caught your attention. <laughs> and so I think it would be mean to just say, like, you know, I'm not going to tell you what that T-shirt is. My guess is because I was wearing death-themed T-shirts for were. every day of the I don't podcast. see. I don't remember exactly, but that's exactly what it was, right? It, it was, I so, believe that it was my T-shirt that said "Future Corpse," and it oh, just repeated yes, it all the way that down was the front. Absolutely it. Okay, now everybody who's listening who knows me well knows that I'm totally going to start talking to somebody who's wearing a cool shirt like that, and. Um, and I'm so glad that I did. I'm so grateful uh, that, that uh, and it was funny because as we were, and I know that you've, we talked about this, but as we're walking and talking, like people kind of would like move in and then peel off and then move in <laughs> and then feel like, what are they talking about? And then we're waiting to get in and we're continuing the conversation. And it was really interesting because there were some people who were like, you know, kind of leaning in because they wanted to hear. And then other people like, no, nah, I don't want to talk about that at all. And um, it's okay. Either way, it's okay. But it's a conversation that that you need to have at some point. And thank you, Sienna, for your time today. Uh, it's been an honor to get to know you. We'll have all of the links in our show notes. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. I look forward to talking with you more and with all of your listeners. I'm excited. All right, everybody, make sure that you check the show notes. Make sure that you share this show with other people, other financial services professionals. You know they need to hear this. And you might not know, and they might not know, that these tools truly exist uh, from somebody who's actually built them from the ground up using great tools, great experience, and really does know what she's talking about. Also, subscribe to the Dying Kindness podcast. Uh, it's really amazing how a podcast talking about dying kindness can make you feel warm and loved and cared for and make you feel like you're even a better person on this earth. So for Sienna and all of us here at Top Advisor uh, Marketing Podcast and all of us here at Proudmouth, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com. 
and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.